everybody, I just wanted to take a minute and thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure you leave a like and a review on whatever podcast platform you're getting this from. Watch my daily radio shows live stream on rumble.com slash Casey the host. And I'm moving away from Facebook onto Telegram. So please follow me on Telegram at Casey the host. And of course, my website, which is a conservative news aggregator. You can get all of the best real news every single day, plus my daily show prep podcast videos and more, theburningtruth.us. And if you like knives, Kydex holsters, pepper spray, and hidden cameras, make sure you do your shopping at asdefense.com. Enjoy the show. Trickle done right. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. I want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. I... Look, I don't watch Dr. Phil. I'm not a fan of Dr. Phil in any way, shape, or form. Uh, doesn't mean that occasionally he doesn't strike gold, and he, he did by getting Matt Walsh on there. And Matt Walsh has – he's really good on a few issues, and one of those issues that he's really good at is the transgender issue. And <laughs> so he went on Dr. Phil – and they brought on um, some trans people to kind of, you know, present their side of things and, and all of that. And you know, what most people don't understand when well, I shouldn't say most people, when the activists, what they don't seem to understand. And part of it is just, you know, playing victims so that way they can you know silence other people is that. People who don't buy into the, the trans stuff necessarily are not anti-trans most of the time. Uh, there certainly are elements of that, but. What they are is they're against this notion that they are forced to participate against their will in in like a, a the twisting of language, if you will, from some in the trans community. And as I've told you guys before, I, I know several people who are trans. Um, most are amazing people, and they are not activists like this. They don't approve of the of the shoving the the transgender agenda down everybody's throat. They don't approve of a lot of the bathroom issues that are going on. They don't approve of, you know, conversion therapy for young children. Uh, they don't approve of, of injecting them with hormones and, you know, these chemical castrations and stuff like that. They don't approve of that. But, you know, they have, again, been kind of relegated to the back of their own community while the activists kind of take over. And, and I've already highlighted that the activists... They are engaged right now in a strategy to artificially increase their numbers because there are so few of them. And as people start to realize that there's so few actual trans people in the world, some of the things that end up happening as a result of the debate over those particular issues doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. And so when you are able... To go out there and, you know, chemically convert somebody who is three and four years old and things of that nature, you take away their choice as they get older and you force that lifestyle upon them when we know that over 90% of kids will grow out of that. And it's like 98% or something like that will grow out of that that phase. And, you know, that's the thing that really bothers people. We're getting into a point where a lot of trans activists, it's not just about language, they're openly endorsing child abuse. 
And that is a real problem. And that's something that has to stop. And there are a lot of people within the trans community who agree with what I've just said. And they don't like it either. But they're not the ones that get the attention. It's kind of like when you go back and you look at the Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson rallies and things like that. Meanwhile, real black community leaders who are actively engaged in their communities and have been for, for decades were saying some of the, the exact opposite of what Sharpton and Jesse Jackson were saying, but they got no attention. And it was one of those things where you used to run into a lot of people in the black community going, you know, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson don't speak for us, but they built up a following. They got the media attention. And right now, uh, the radicals get the attention because the radicals are the ones that sell newspapers. They're the ones that drive ratings. Your sane people don't. And there are people who want to live their life as the opposite gender for which they are born. Uh, I think most people are probably okay with that, don't really care, as long as it's not being thrust upon them and they're not being forced to participate in, in that narrative. And that's where you kind of run into some very interesting things with Matt Walsh. So Matt Walsh was invited on Dr. Phil, and he was invited on to discuss these issues uh, with the audience, with Dr. Phil, and with some trans activists. And I just want to play you a two-minute segment here because this was, I, I thought this was absolutely hysterical, but <laughs> I watched the whole segment. If you haven't watched the whole segment, I encourage you to watch the whole segment. One would assume that if you are being called on to national television to defend your position, you would be able to defend your position. And all Matt Walsh had to do was ask these, these trans people to find a woman for me. And they kind of imploded. And I wanted to just play this segment for you just so you can kind of understand exactly what happened. Uh, it's well worth a watch if you haven't run into any of these videos today. So cue my audio, please, Josh. This is Matt Walsh. He's on with Dr. Phil and some trans activists. I just want you to go ahead and, and listen to how this went down. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel, actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl, well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't, because but, it's not for me to say. I, womanhood looks different for everybody. What do, you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Uh, well, well, that's how, do you, how do you define a female? Someone with, with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. Right. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we could dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were. And you've heard me make that in, point many times. In, it's it's in, ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct, as okay. a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female, identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, but maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Well, maybe what does that have to do with anything? Organs that you're talking about well, that are reproductive well, organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. But you used the well, word. Well, so what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? <laughs> People who identify as a woman. I identify as what? 
as a woman. But what, what is a woman? Was to each their own. Each woman, what? each man, <laughs> each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so I'm trans women. Here comes the seals. Right. Didn't answer the question. You want to reduce women, you want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, no. our chromosomes, right? That's what you're what saying. You want to do is that's what what you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood. Okay. And turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. Yeah. Okay. So, and and here's the thing. This was one of the segments. By the way, the, the <laughs> oh, well, I you know I now this is a person who's biologically female but is sporting a beard uh, because they 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 are I think they identify as non-binary so they're not aligning with any of it so they've got long hair dresses of female speak as female but have a beard uh, so it's this was you know. A very interesting interview. And, and of course, you got the, the members of the audience. Oh, or, 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 yeah. What they said sounded good, but it didn't actually answer what Matt Walsh's question was. His question was very, very simple. What is a woman? And when they said that they can't tell you because they don't identify as a woman, you don't have to identify as a woman to be able to identify what a woman is. And that's that's the problem. So they're they're sitting there. Trying to say that Matt couldn't define it, but he defined it very easily. Now, again, there is this within this discussion and this debate, there is um, a, a it's a manipulating of language. And Matt kind of referred back to that in a later segment, which I probably won't play for you today. A male and a female are biological. Right. That's not up for debate. A male is. With the male chromosomes, a female is with the female chromosomes. That's your DNA. Doesn't change. That's the trans activists are starting to try and argue against that, but that has never been any different. So you're male and you're female. What they're saying is, is man and woman are not male and female. Man and woman are societal constructs that society just conjured up out of thin air. So you've heard me say before on the show that, you know, it doesn't matter how you want to live your life. And I support you living your life the way that you want to live your life. If you were born male, but you feel more female and you want to live as a female, I don't care. I'm okay with that. I know many people who do that. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. For others, it might bother them. But, you know, that's that's their own their own issues. It doesn't bother me. Where things get upsetting is where you're now endorsing medical procedures for children, which is child abuse, based on something that's not scientific while claiming it's scientific. And so Matt Walsh's whole position is, what is a woman? And they couldn't define what a woman is. Now, he did, and he's, he's used a very similar argument that I've used before. When you die, and a thousand years from now, the aliens come and dig up bones, they're going to use your bone structure to tell... Is this a male or a female? And so in society, you know, for a male, we call them man. For a female, we call them woman. Really that simple. And they're changing that. And his whole point is that, look, they're just manipulating language here in order to shame other people and to advance their agenda. And the fact that he couldn't even get them to identify what a woman was I think speaks volumes for for what we're dealing with. Now, 
again, if you're going to be one of those individuals who's going on national television to defend that position, I would have assumed that they would have had an answer for Matt. They did not have an answer for Matt. He answered their question, then they tried to pretend that he didn't answer their question, and he said, no, I answered the question, now you need to answer, answer my question. And it didn't, it didn't happen. Uh, he wasn't saying that they don't, in fact, he specifically at one point during the interview said, you can live your life the way that you want to live your life. My issue is that you're trying to force me into conforming to it, and I don't want to. That's his position, which is the position of most people who are engaged in this debate um, at all. So, you know, this is it was a very interesting discussion. I encourage you to watch what has happened here. Uh, Matt Walsh, of course, he uh, released a children's book, Johnny the Walrus, and it uh, it ended up being a bestseller in the LGBTQ um, uh, category, if you will, which was hysterical because of what the book is and. Uh, he was trolling people and saying, you, you can't you can't criticize my book now because I'm the number one LGBTQ author in the country, uh, which is true. But Johnny the Walrus kind of addresses this. And again, the issue isn't adults living this way. The issue is that some of these radicals are forcing medical procedures upon children who don't know any better and parents who are using their children as accessories and a way to claim fame. That's the issue that people have with this because it is. It's 100% child abuse. And I find it interesting that Conversion therapy is being outlawed everywhere, and Canada just outlawed conversion therapy. You you get to a point where you're outlawing conversion therapy, which is therapy where somebody says, I'm gay, but I don't want to be gay anymore. I choose to go through this therapy and change how I feel about sex. And if you're an adult and you want to do that, I don't see anything wrong with that. But they're banning it as inhumane or something. But that's an adult choosing to do that. How is that immoral, but forcing completely changing through surgery and chemical castration and hormones, a a child and their development, that's somehow seen as okay. That's what we're so upside down and perverted right now. And I don't mean that in your typical perverted sense, but this is exactly why this debate has to happen. And what I need is for more of the people in the trans community who know that this is wrong and it is child abuse to stand up against it. Because a lot of them, there's a lot, folks. There's a lot of people. I know that, you know, the way that they portray it is that the entire trans community is okay with this. That's not true. Um, There's a very small subset of radicals that are okay with it, while the majority of the trans community is not okay with what they are doing to children. But this is their next step. You know, when, when a child will normally outgrow any feelings that they have with experimentation while they're younger, as they're trying to figure out who they are in the world, they'll outgrow it. And most of the time, overwhelming majority of the time, they will settle into how they were born. Um, You're now taking that choice away from them in order to artificially inflate your numbers. And that's where we have a serious problem. And that's why this debate has to happen. And I, I would encourage all of you to watch this interview and watch this this show because it was very, very good. And it was very enlightening as well. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendrickson, 95.3 MNC. Everything you need to know heading into the weekend during the next edition of Michiana's Morning News. I'm Brooklyn Beatty. And I'm Sean Zimmy. Back Friday morning, 5 until 9 on 95.3 MNC. Yeah, and the the trans activists that Matt Walsh was on with, on Dr. Phil, they went out on social media as these videos started going viral, and they they said that they felt threatened by by him and that uh, like they were in danger or something, which is hysterical. He never threatened them in any way. 
Uh, and and he went out of his way to say, look, if you want to live your life, you know how you want to. That's fine. You know this is this is what America is about. You want to live that way, please do. But the issue is when you're forcing it on other people, that becomes the problem. And you know it's it's important to have this discussion. It's important to have this debate because you know one, I want you to understand that the entire trans community is not like this. Uh, I also want you to understand that uh, you know what they're attempting to do. Some of the activists, what they're attempting to do is is very nefarious. It is certainly abusive. And they are taking away people's ability to grow up and become who they would normally naturally become. And they're doing it all for a political lobbying angle. And that's what needs to stop. All right. We went a little bit long in the last segment. I do apologize about that. We're on Rumble. Go to Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. A lot of growth on Rumble over the past couple of weeks. Really do appreciate that. Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. We got more coming up. 95.3 MNC, MNC News Time, 331. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. From the final phase, electric studios. From the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I just want to remind everybody of something that was said yesterday during Joe Biden's very awkward, very bad, very not great, uh, greatly received press conference, I should say. Remember when he spread the big lie yesterday and he talked about how the midterm elections would not be legitimate if he didn't get his voting rights, it's not a voting rights, but he didn't get his election bill through. Well, it didn't go through. Shocker. Uh, it was never going to get through and everybody knew it wasn't going to get through, but he was asked this question yesterday and Jen Psaki tried to spin that as much as possible. So I want to remind you of what he actually said. So Cue my audio again, Josh. I'm going to go back to yesterday. I apologize if this is a little bit low, but you know you're you're going to have some questions coming here from somebody behind a mask and you know that sort of stuff. But this is what actually transpired yesterday at the press conference. Uh, we carried it live, but if you missed it, just want you to listen to what Joe Biden had to say. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Okay, so let's just stop right there, okay? For those of you who don't know, the left has been pushing a narrative called the big lie. And the big lie was that Trump and his supporters were lying about there being election issues during that presidential election. Of course, that wasn't the big lie. The big lie actually started the previous election when Democrats, including numerous members of Congress, said that the Trump election was illegitimate because Russia stole it. Okay? That was the big lie. And then, now it carried over Trump, who verifiably has evidence that at the very least, ballots were counted in mass that would never have been allowed to be counted under normal election rules. That's not up for debate. That is 100% a fact. It is a matter of court record at this point in time. 
We also know that in many states, the number of illegitimate ballots that were counted is larger than the margin of victory in those states. Does that mean that Trump would have won those states? We don't know. They haven't analyzed it that way yet. But we do know that there's a lot of illegitimate ballots that were counted. We also, when you look at the Facebook stuff, we also know that Facebook, well, I should say Mark Zuckerberg, okay, it wasn't actually Facebook, his private organization, um, gave a ton of money to local elections officials. And in those in those agreements, they had to conduct the elections the way that he wanted the elections conducted. If they didn't do that, they didn't get the money. So at the very least, the very least, the election was rigged to benefit Democrats over Republicans in large swaths of the country. Now, whether or not the election was stolen and all of that stuff, that's a lot of that still has to be analyzed. But there's no doubt it was rigged and set up to benefit Democrats in large swaths of the country. So the Democrats lied about Russia stealing the Trump election and getting Trump elected. That was a complete and total lie. They got away with that for, you know, four years plus. They still get away with it. Then they try and spin that around and blame Trump for doing what they did at a much more egregious, uh, egregious way with far less evidence than he ever had. And now we get to this point here where this should be a layup. The way that the news media has presented all of this over the past uh, you know, year or so and the way that Democratic politicians have presented this and the way that Biden himself has presented this, this should be a layup question. Will the elections be illegitimate if your voting bill doesn't pass? And what does Joe Biden say? Well, you should know that they're setting this up to steal the election. We're told that that's unpatriotic. We're told by everybody at CNN, we're told it by everybody at MSNBC that that's unpatriotic, that that is a, a conspiracy theory, and you're going to watch, and that includes from these, these rinky-dink stupid professors over at Notre Dame who write these articles for Howie Politics, I guarantee you they're going to defend his statement here in their upcoming columns when they've been writing a bunch of columns about the big lie for Howie Politics for, for a long time now, without any evidence. So... It continues here. Just so you know, Joe Biden has done something that the left of this country has said is the most egregious offense in the history of offenses and is directly responsible for an armed insurrection on the Capitol on January 6th. So Joe Biden is now more guilty than Donald Trump is of inciting insurrection, according to their own logic. So anyway, it continues. And it's one thing. Look. Maybe I'm just being uh, too much of an optimist. Mm. Remember how we thought not that many people were going to show up to vote in the middle of a pandemic? Mm-hmm. We had the highest voter turnout in the history of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think if, in fact, no matter how hard they make it for minorities to vote. Okay, that's a lie, too. This is debunk nonsense. Goes all the way back, you know, decades. They're, once again, lying about trying to prevent Republicans trying to prevent minorities from voting. It's not true. It's not true. And and here's the thing. He just debunked what he said previous to that statement. So he said, we thought nobody was going to show up to vote, but a record number of people showed up to vote. 
And they keep trying to keep minorities from voting. Well, if they're trying to keep minorities from voting, they're really bad at it because more minorities voted in the last election than than ever. And larger swaths than ever voted for Trump. That's the reality. So anyway, continues. I think you're going to see them willing to stand in line and, and defy the attempt to keep them from being able to vote. And what's the attempt of keeping them from voting? What is that attempt? What is it? I'm still waiting for a clear answer on that. Because the only answer I ever get are from racist white liberals who say that black people don't have identification and don't know where the DMV is to get identification. and They don't know where their polling location is, which is a horrendously racist thing to say. Ami Horowitz exposed this a couple of years ago. So Joe Biden, once again, pushing the big lie. And Jen Psaki goes, no, 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 he's not saying that that this would be illegitimate in the mid. Yes, he did. He was specifically asked, hey, if your voter bill doesn't get passed, will the results of the next election be legitimate? And he says, it depends because they're trying to set it up to where it wouldn't be, that they could rig the election. That's his words, nobody else's words. That's what's important for people to remember here. He's the one that said it. Nobody else said it. He's the one that said it. So now CNN, it's not news, it's CNN. They scrambled to defend him as well. CNN host scrambled to explain why Joe Biden's remarks during his car crash of a press conference when he said that the 2022 midterm elections could be illegitimate. Based on what? What could they be illegitimate for? It's a, it's a pretty interesting question, don't you think? Now, he was asked this question again in his second attempt to address it. Joe Biden said, and I quote, oh, yeah, I think it could easily be illegitimate. The increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is in proportion to not being able to get these reforms passed. So the second time that the notion of the next election being illegitimate came up, Joe Biden specifically used the word illegitimate twice and said, yeah, it could easily be illegitimate. So once again, once again, so let's go back. Democrats said Russia stole the Trump-Hillary election and that that was illegitimate. Prominent Democrats, everybody in the media, everybody in the media said that that election was illegitimate, right? So then you you fast forward, leading up to the Trump-Biden election, what are Democrats and the news media doing? They're setting the stage for the election to be rigged and illegitimate and stolen by Russia again. They did all of that. Trump came back and said, if you ask me, I think they're going to try and steal it. But they're the ones that started that for the last election. Now, of course, that's unpatriotic. That's what caused the insurgency at the Capitol and everything else. So now we're setting it up here where Joe Biden is once again telling everybody, yeah, the next election could be illegitimate. Now, what do we have? We have a 14-point swing, ladies and gentlemen, a 14-point swing away from Democrats to Republicans We have Republicans polling higher than they have since 1995. We have got nearly 30 Democrats retiring. We've got the Democratic Party not able to find candidates of quality to fill those potential vacant seats. And we've got the Republicans smashing records for fundraising. So they're setting the stage for when they lose, which it looks like they will lose at this point in time. And historically, they will lose this election. Uh, Usually the sitting president loses the midterm. 
they are setting the stage to say it was because our voter bills did not get passed and it was illegitimate. We told you it was going to be illegitimate and that's why we lost. And they're going to expect you to just ignore everything they've been saying for, for all of these years. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendrickson. 95.3 MNC. We keep you updated all night long with the Lars Larson Show. Tune in weeknights 9 till midnight on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Your breaking news and weather station. You probably noticed that there's a new hashtag out there. Clean up on aisle 46. And that, Dana Bash over at uh, CNN, she got that one rolling with uh, clean up on aisle State Department. And people said, eh, clean up on aisle 46 is better because the left can't meme. His entire press conference yesterday was a, a crap show. I don't know how else to say it. So Jen Psaki immediately goes to social media and says, let's be clear. Biden was not casting doubt on the legitimacy of the 2022 election. He was making the uh, the opposite point. In 2020, a record number of voters turned out in the face of a pandemic. Okay, so he's saying, cue up my audio, please. Jen Psaki went out there and said he's not casting doubt on the legitimacy of the 2022 election. All right, well, here's Joe. Here's Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Clarify. A moment ago, you were asked whether or not you believed that we would have free and fair elections in 2022 if Uh some of these state legislatures reformed their voting protocols. You said that it depends. Uh Uh, Do you do you think that they would in any way be illegitimate? Oh yeah, I think it easy can be be illegitimate. Yeah, I think it easy can be be illegitimate. Yeah, I think it easy can be be illegitimate. Yeah, I think it easy can be be illegitimate. Okay, yeah, sure, sure sounds like Joe Biden said something that Jen Psaki said that he didn't say. <laughs> Gaslighting anybody? Now Matt Whitlock on Twitter responded to her. He says this type of spin doesn't work when we have actual video of Biden Biden casting doubt on the 2022 election. He said the election might not be legitimate if his preferred election bills did not pass. They didn't pass. No, what about Trump's spin is going to memory hole that. And he's right. He's 100% right. Biden said it. I didn't say it. Jen Psaki's out there saying that he didn't say it. Now, here's where things get even, even worse. So <laughs> the Today Show... Okay, Samantha Guthrie then gets Kamala on and asks Kamala, Hey, Kamala, uh, you know, w- will the elections be legitimate? What does Kamala do? Kamala refuses to say the elections will be free and fair elections. She refuses to do it. They're doing exactly what they have always done. Everything they accuse Republicans of doing, they themselves are doing without fail. Watch us on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey the host. More coming up next. WTRC FM and HD1, Niles, South Bend, Elkhart. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Your top stories right now. From the final phase electric studios, from the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Uh, this is interesting. You remember the lady who shoved her kid in the trunk of her car because she thought that her kid had COVID and she thought that that was totally reasonable to do? Remember that? And we had to come on the show and remind everybody that it's never appropriate to throw your kid or lock your kid in the trunk of a car. Never appropriate. Okay. Just for those of you who are listening, I still maintain that philosophy, but that is apparently only my opinion because a judge has found no probable cause to charge her with anything. So I guess you are allowed to lock your kid in the trunk of your car. I didn't know that. That's, you know, that that should be in the parenting manual somewhere. I might have done it a long time ago. <laughs> I, I wish I were making this up. I'm not. And and the fact that this is a judge in Texas just makes this all the more strange. But I don't know what else to say. So this happened yesterday. A judge in Texas ruled Thursday that there was, oh wait, was it today? No probable cause against a mother who allegedly put her son in the trunk of a car to avoid being exposed to COVID. I, what? <laughs> Sarah Beam is 41 years old, was charged with endangering a child after she allegedly placed her 13-year-old son who had COVID-19 in the trunk to avoid being exposed while she went to a testing site. Now, the only reason that a 41-year-old person would be this afraid of COVID is if the media scared her to death over it. Gee. Now we can make the argument that not only is the news media encouraging child abuse by shutting down schools and masking kids and that sort of thing. You guys saw that story about those kids in New York who got corralled behind police tape because they didn't have masks. You saw that story? Um, so now we're, we're at a point where the news media is... And, and public health officials also are literally leading to child abuse, like actual physical abuse. In any other circumstance other than COVID, this woman would be tried and convicted. Nobody, nobody would think twice about convicting somebody who threw their kid in the trunk of a car and locked them in there. Nobody. But for some reason, this judge is like, well, he had COVID. So she didn't want to get COVID. And yeah, it's totally okay to uh, throw your kid and lock your kid in the trunk because you didn't want to get exposed to COVID. For the record, you can still get exposed to COVID if the kid is locked in the trunk of the car. It's kind of like engineering and stuff. Anyway, so the judge, Chris Morton, who I'm sure will totally not get any hate mail after this, uh, ruled that there was no probable cause for charging her. (laughs) Wow. So if you want to lock your kid in the trunk of your car, all you have to do is say, I I think that they have COVID and I didn't want to be exposed. So a little little turd deserved it. Harris County District Attorney's Office spokesperson Dane Schiller told CNN, that they will continue to review the evidence and might take the case to a grand jury to see whether there is an appropriate charge. 
Tell me, tell me that COVID hasn't driven people crazy. Locking a child in the trunk of a car is somehow not child abuse because you think they have COVID or they do have COVID and you don't want to be exposed to it. That's an extraordinary conclusion by any judge. This is the type of parent that says, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't visit us on the holidays. That's that type of parent. You know, a bad one. By the way, I just, you know, I just wanted to let you all know that for those of you out there whose family did not let you come to holiday dinners and stuff like that because you weren't vaccinated, um, I, I just want you to know, you know, we're still thinking about you all because we know that you're looking for new families now. So you should be looking for new families because that's not a family worth keeping around. But they birthed me. No, not a family worth keeping around. You know, this, this whole blood is thicker than water garbage, it's nonsense. Absolute 100% nonsense. And that that is a saying that was created by abusive family members to keep other family members in line. That's all it is. People treat you like that, cut them loose. Cut them loose. They're on their own. Absolutely insane. Not the most insane thing that I've heard today, but but still insane. One of the more insane things that I have heard today comes out of the New York Times, which, let's be honest, the New York Times. You remember Robo Squirrel? We talked about Robo Squirrel. We talked about uh, getting getting birds high to see if the birds would uh, would fornicate more while being high and drunk and, and that sort of thing. These are all real studies that were done. Then we had the shrimps running on treadmills underwater. Had that study, and we could we could do this all day long. Robo Squirrel is like one of my favorites because Robo Squirrel has zero potential for anything. It's just one of those things where some quackadoodle wanted government money, wanted to keep their job, and they decided to make a robot squirrel that fought snakes. It's, it's, that's what it was. If you don't know what Robo Squirrel is, you should look it up. Many, many years ago, we talked about Robo Squirrel. Your taxpayer dollars went to invent a squirrel that fought snakes. So congratulations, there's that. Um, but this is in the New York Times today. Scientists are studying privilege and inequality in the animal kingdom. Um, who wants to tell them? Does, does any, anybody want to tell them? The animal kingdom is the strongest survive. Anybody, anybody want to let them know that that's how that works? So if you're not strong, you die. It has nothing to do with inequality. You either win or you lose. That's nature. The only people trying to screw nature up are left-wing crazy people. Everybody else kind of understands what nature is. So anyway, this is Washington Free Beacon's analysis of the New York Times article. Scientists, the experts we rely on to tell us how to live our lives, I love how they phrase that, have been studying privilege and inequality among squirrels and other animals. Huh. It all began as a conversation among behavioral ecologists at UCLA. They saw how COVID-19 was highlighting health disparities and other inequalities around the world, according to the Times. And the scientists began to wonder if they could learn more about inequality by studying it in animals. No, they didn't. They said... We need to figure out how to make money so we don't lose our jobs. How, how, do we, how do we make money? How do we keep our labs funded? 
I don't know. Let's study critical race theory and squirrels. Right. That's all this is. This is no intelligent person was sitting around and going, I wonder if we can understand human inequality by studying squirrel inequality. Not how that works. Okay. I look, I am fully expecting to see a squirrel paper about how black squirrels uh, don't get as much food as other squirrels. I'm fully expecting, and it's going to be your fault. They're not going to go into black squirrels, um, you know, moving in and, and attacking other squirrels by chewing off their uh, their male parts. But, you know, that's which is a real thing, by the way, if you didn't know that. The experts began experts, air quote, experts began searching for examples in the animal kingdom of human concepts such as privilege, inequality and intergenerational wealth. I am not making this up. This is coming out of UCLA intergenerational wealth in squirrels squirrels when we started looking for it we found lots and lots of examples look i've got i will bet josh's salary that a chick came up with this concept dr jennifer smith hey i knew it i knew it Josh, I'm sorry you're going to be poor for the rest of your life, man. I knew it. Dr. Jennifer Smith. <laughs> Casey, that was sexist. No, it was right. There's no there's no guy who's going to come up with this. Generational wealth in squirrels. To see this across so many different species was quite surprising, and we're just touching the surface. No, no, you're 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 not. You're an idiot. You're an a- Jennifer Smith, doctor, UCLA. You're an imbecile. That's what you are. You are wasting everybody's time. You're stealing oxygen from the squirrels, and the squirrels are more deserving of said oxygen than you because the squirrels contribute to the existence of all human beings and are much more beneficial to the ecology of our planet than you are. You're a waste of space. Washington Free Beacon continues. In other words, a bunch of woke nerds discovered the survival instinct and natural selection. It's nice of them to finally discover it. You know, if you're a doctor at UCLA, I would have figured you would have known about natural selection a long time ago, but apparently not. New concept. Their findings include examples of, and I'm quoting, species that share resources such as territory, tools, and shelter between generations. For instance, baby red grouse who aren't abandoned by their fathers are more likely to succeed in establishing their own territories. Yeah, it's, it's called a herd. Did this idiot just discover this? She's a doctor at UCLA. UCLA is still a good school, right? We're told that, man, I got to call some of my friends who are UCLA alums, and I've, I've got to ask them about this because I was under the impression that you had to be smart to go there. And if you have to be smart to go there, I would assume that you have to be smart to teach there. Apparently not. Yes, herds and prides are much better at establishing territories Because they constantly have a supply of new members to the herd or the pride 
to maintain the territory. And those numbers help them fight off invading herds and prides. This is not a hard concept. Maybe it is to um, Dr. Karen Jennifer over there. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it continues. Uh, baby squirrels whose mothers hoard food for winter are much more likely to survive until the spring. What? What? Hold, what? Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host and watch my shock face. What are you? Are you folks? I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how I can. I can tell you this without breaking your, your hearts. Did you know? Uh, according to Dr. Chick Jennifer Smith slash Karen. Did you know that squirrels who do a better job of finding food and water and storing it for the winter that their babies are more likely to survive until the spring? Did you know that? Did you know that? I am shocked to learn about this. Look, we need to stick Dr. Jennifer Smith, UCLA, super intelligent, bright person. We need to stick her on the bear story. Did you know that bears who actually get enough calories and fatten up do a better job of surviving through hibernation? I know. I didn't know it either. Crazy stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm not done. I'm not done. I know I'm supposed to go to commercial break, Josh. Give me just one more paragraph, please. Quote, those young pine cone rich squirrels. Oh my God. <laughs> Are the children of privilege. <laughs> this is in the actual article. Those young pine cone rich squirrels are children of privilege. Ooh. Those same scientists are eager to expand their so-called research by examining thousands of species across the animal kingdom. They did not elaborate as to whether future studies will incorporate other concepts such as whiteness, rape culture, and voter suppression among the animals in the wild. Well, when you get to rape culture, make sure you study ducks first because you're going to be shocked by what you find. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Casey Hendrickson, 95.3 MNC. Wake up with us first thing weekday mornings for your top news, weather, and traffic during Michiana's Morning News on 95.3 MNC, your breaking news and weather station. How do you follow that? How do, how do you follow a story like that, guys? I, I didn't think that one through. I don't know how to follow a story like like that. I don't. I, I've seen some really asinine stuff in my days, especially when it comes to scientific research that you pay for. Uh, that may very well take the cake. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I don't know, man. Getting birds drunk and seeing if they uh, fornicate more than when they're sober, that was a good one, too. But this is... This is a doozy. I'll tell you what. I'm going to rip on Alabama fans for just a second. Because Alabama fans, let's be honest, you're not the brightest people in the world. Alabama's coach, Nick I'm a loser and quitter Saban, he hates America. And, I, you know, most people in Alabama, I, I don't think most people in Alabama hate America, but Nick Saban does. He supported Chuck Schumer 
in encouraging Joe Manchin to to uh, to federalize the elections in this country. Yeah, Nick Saban, awful human being. I still maintain that. Sorry, Bama fans. MNC News Time is 4.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. From the Final Phase Electric Studios, from the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. This is Casey Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. So you go back to last week. We're watching the, the stations that we have in the main studio back when I used to be allowed in the main studio. And on one of them, it was P. Buttigieg, our former mayor, who's now the transportation secretary. Again, America, we tried warning you. He's running around doing a victory lap about how he saved your Christmas by fixing the supply chain issue, which, of course, is nonsense. We've been over this a million times. It's not true. Regardless, half an hour later, the news is running stories about empty grocery store shelves. So which one of those stories is true? Which one? If you've been shopping lately, you already know which one is true. B. Buttigieg hasn't fixed diddly squat. He's been AWOL for most of his tenure as transportation secretary. Friendly reminder, this guy's this guy's been transportation secretary about a year. He's been off the job like half of that time. And the other half that he's actually around, he's not made any improvements. So let's let's take a look at uh well, let's take a look. One more thing to add before we get to this. Then yesterday, Joe Biden's disaster of a press conference. What did Joe Biden say? Ah, we fixed the supply chain issues. We saved your Christmas. No, you didn't. And then he said that everybody on the news posting these empty shelves and everybody on social media posting the empty shelves and all of that stuff at their local grocery store and other stores. Ah, it's not true. Those are all lies. Those are all lies. 89% of the uh, grocery shelves are fully stocked compared to 91% before the pandemic. Sure. Okay, cupcake. Then I talked about the 5G thing yesterday. This 5G rollout from AT&T and Verizon. I I told you, I've looked at it. I don't think that there is an actual credible risk here. I really don't. Now, admittedly, while I used to be in a similar field to this, not specifically my field, and I don't have any actual concrete evidence of this. I can tell you that there was one study that was submitted on behalf of the airlines about how the 5G situation could potentially cause issues with the altimeters, but it was only one, and it used... Worst case scenario across the board to provide examples of how this could go wrong. Whereas the telecommunications companies had a few studies and those studies showed that the risk from 5G was negligible to nonsensical. 
and I tend to be on the side of the, the telecoms people here for various reasons. One of those reasons happens to be the airline's been lying to you about 3G and 4G for all of these years. So makes sense that they might uh, might not be completely honest about 5G. But nonetheless, there was a line in the story that the airlines just learned about this, and that's why they're scrambling because they don't really understand what's going on. Okay, And they just want to be sure because if you put an airplane up in the air and you send them to an airport and that airport has 5G towers on there, that airplane comes down, it's on the airline, and everybody knows it's on the airline. So they were just being overly cautious, all right? So that was a that was a line of thinking that was kind of coming up, like this the previous time before it was delayed, not this time. So the previous time before they delayed the rollout of this 5G. Now, what's interesting about that is that the airline industry themselves, they say that's not true, that the airline industry has been raising red flags about this since May of 2018. Well, if you have been raising flags about this since May of 2018, why didn't you do anything about it? Now, the issue is that the altimeters don't have standard frequencies. They typically operate between a band, but it varies by manufacturer. There's no standard for the altimeters. There is a standard for the 5G, and they would be operating on different bands, but very close together. And so the airline industry is concerned that there might be some crossover into their band from the 5G technology, even though the 5G technology is not supposed to operate within that band. So it would be a worst case scenario based on the research that the the airlines have and based on what the telecommunications people have provided. So there doesn't appear to be any concrete evidence at all that this is an imminent danger. Okay, It's all pure speculation. Now, when we have pure speculation, I understand erring on the side of caution, but if the airline industry is saying that they've known about this since 2018, you have to ask, why didn't you take steps to fix the altimeters that are in question here in that four-year period? I think it's a relevant question. I mean, maybe you don't, but I, I think it is. Now, the reason I bring that up is there's airlines today that are saying, we haven't known about this since 2018. We found out about it last second. So the airline industry can't get their story straight. What do we know about about lies? Lies typically come when you have to change the story on a routine basis. That's usually a lie. Good chance that that is a lie. So let me go and bring this up, okay? This is Tim Clark. He is the president of Emirates, one of the largest airlines in the world. And he just demolished the Biden administration and specifically our former mayor, Pete Buttigieg. We were aware of a 5G issue, okay? We were aware that everybody is trying to get 5G rolled out. After all, it's the super cool future of whatever it may be, communication and information flow. We were not aware that the power of the antennas in the United States have been doubled compared to what's going on elsewhere. We were not aware that the antenna themselves have been put into a vertical position rather than a slight slanting position, which then taken together compromises not only the radio altimeter systems, but the flight control systems on the fly-by-wire aircraft. So on that basis, we took that decision late last night to suspend all our services 
until we had clarity. Okay. So you have the airline industry doing fact checks all over tech media saying that it is not true that this was something that came up last minute. The airlines have been warning about this since 2018. Now you've got one of the largest airlines in the world saying, nah, we found out about it last minute. So at the very least, the airline industry knew about it in May of 2018 and didn't fix the problem. At the most, the airline industry is just straight up lying to you again. So anyway, he goes after the Buttigieg. We have evidence of letters being written to Secretary of Transport, that's Pete, in the U.S. government alerting that group to what was likely to happen and its consequences. They say they got no response from Pete. Well, that's because Pete hasn't been at work, guys. He's been on paternity leave. You know what You know what Pete Buttigieg did yesterday, though? Anybody have any idea? Josh, you have any idea what Pete Buttigieg did yesterday instead of addressing the massive 5G airline crisis that was happening around the world? You know what he did? He thanked everybody for his birthday wishes. That was nice of him. He went to Twitter. Thanks, everyone, for the kind birthday greetings. My 30s brought more adventure, love, and purpose than anyone could dare to wish for. I'm ready and eager to see what life will bring in the decade ahead. Oh, isn't that sweet? He did that on the day that the 5G airline meltdown was happening. (laughs) So, (laughs) what did Tim Clark from Emirates Airlines have to say about that? Uh, He called it one of the most delinquent and utterly irresponsible issue subjects that he has ever seen. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, yeah. So... Who's really to blame here? Oh, by the way, they they delayed the uh, the rollout. Verizon and AT&T delayed the rollout indefinitely. Um, Nobody knows what Biden really offered them to do that. This is the second time that they have been asked to delay the rollout of that 5G. And and again, it's it's important to, to point out that the airline industry hasn't provided any credible scientific evidence that their claims are true. And their statements on the issue completely contradict one another. They either knew about it in 2018 and didn't fix the problem, or they found out about it last minute. And we don't know which one's accurate. So, nonetheless, I, I, I felt important that you all should understand that, once again, this is another major issue that the Transportation Secretary was supposed to deal with, and he didn't. And the airline executives are furious with, once again, another failed Project of Pete Buttigieg. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendrickson. 95.3 MNC. Get breaking news and weather online on 953MNC.com. From News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Yet another story on the Pete Buttigieg is terrible at his job. In spite of Pete Buttigieg telling you that the supply chain issue has been fixed, in spite of Biden telling you the supply chain issue has been fixed, it is not. 
They said, you already know that if you go to the store and you go shopping in any way, shape, or form, you already understand this. So let's uh, let's take a look at, at this, because this is, this is pretty interesting. This is at abc7.com. There is currently a lack of truckers, okay, all across the country. We've known this for a while. There was a lack of truckers before the pandemic, and the pandemic has just made that that much worse. And truckers who cross state lines must be at least 21 years old. However, because of the supply chain backlogs, there is a new apprenticeship program that would drop that age to 18. It should have been 18 to begin with, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. If the supply chain issues were fixed, we wouldn't need to be lowering the age to have interstate truck drivers drive truck. Right? Am I missing something? No, I didn't think I was. Okay, so the federal government is moving forward with a plan to let teenagers drive big rigs from state to state in a test program. Currently, truckers who cross state lines must be at least 21 years old, but an apprenticeship program required by Congress to help ease supply chain backlogs would let 18 to 20-year-old truckers drive outside of their home states. I want to read that again. ABC7.com Congress is requiring that 18 to 20-year-old truck drivers be able to drive big rigs outside of their home states to, and I quote, Help ease supply chain backlogs. Help ease supply chain backlogs. But Buttigieg and and Biden tell us that there aren't any backlogs now. Huh. That's a little strange, don't you think? Safety advocates say that the program runs counter to data, showing that younger drivers get in more crashes than older ones. They say it's unwise to let teenage drivers be responsible for rigs that can weigh 80,000 pounds and cause catastrophic damage when they hit lighter vehicles. Well, that sounds ageist, but I digress. (sighs) But they keep telling you the supply chain backlog is fixed. (laughs) So Pete Buttigieg, in about a year on the job, has killed shipping, killed trucking, and now he's killed the airline industry. He's doing great. Not as good as he was as mayor. More coming up. WTRC-FM and HD1. Niles, South Bend, Elkhart. News Talk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel. Your top stories right now. From the Final Phase Electric Studios, from the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. want to thank R&B Car Company, once again, located in South Bend and Warsaw. Looking for a used vehicle? You can check out their whole inventory right there on their website at rbcarcompany.com. Two administration officials almost immediately issued responses to comments in which Joe Biden, former vice president, appeared to suggest that the U.S. and NATO allies would not respond to a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Depending on the circumstances, it was 
There's a lot of bad moments at his press conference yesterday. It was one of the worst. And then he bizarrely said that if Russia did invade, it would be the first time that they've done anything like that since World War II, which is absurd because uh, the Soviet Union invaded three countries overtly, uh, covertly, several more were influenced. And then I suppose if you count Crimea, uh, you can add a fourth onto that. Russia has massed more than 100,000 troops along its eastern border with Ukraine in recent months, and a January 14th cyber attack left Ukraine's government websites temporarily defaced. Biden has declared sending American troops to Ukraine not on the table and has expressed a desire to limit U.S. involvement in the conflict to economic sanctions, which, of course, has the Ukrainians upset because there is a defense agreement that we have with them. But I digress. Uh, During his Wednesday press conference, Biden added that an American response to Russia will, quote, depend on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and we have to fight about what to do and not do, etc. Boy, reading his quotes are almost as painful as listening to him say them. It's just it's like word salad. So my, my mouth doesn't want to work that way. But if they do what they are capable of doing with the forces massed on the border, it will be a disaster for Russia if they invade Ukraine. So National Security Council spokeswoman Emily Horn immediately issued a statement on Twitter in the follow-up to Biden's comments. Uh, (laughs) She says, uh, Biden clarified this. He was referring to the difference between military and non-military paramilitary cyber action by the Russians. Such actions uh, could be met by a Reciprocal response in coordination with allies and partners. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, Dana Bash, she was saying that her text messages were blowing up with State Department officials trying to clean up his mess with what he said. Uh, And then there was, uh, God, who was it? uh, Was it Jen Psaki who said, somebody said that the reason that Joe Biden's press conference went so long is he was trying to show Putin that he had stamina. Yeah, I know. Really, really strange. Really awkward. So Biden only did a long press conference because he tried to show, he wanted to show Putin that he had stamina. That's not the takeaway that anybody got from that press conference. Everybody's takeaway from that press conference is he's a disaster. I don't know anybody who thought that was a good press conference. Haven't run into anybody yet. Honestly, not a single person. Everybody in the news media that is his cheerleaders, they're all doing everything they can to clarify what he said. And you don't have to clarify what he said if he didn't screw up. It's that bad. Now, here's where things get worse. I don't know if you saw that they were touting the (laughs) the job numbers going up in December like they do every holiday season. Well, now the numbers for for new unemployment claims, I know, shocker, have increased to 286,000 in the week ending on January 15th as the labor market continues to recover after surging COVID-19 cases. Right. Department figures show 55,000 claim increase compared to the week ending on January 8th when claims increased to 231,000. So, again, they're running around. Hyping up December job numbers. Look how many new jobs we added in December. You do that. They're called seasonal jobs. 
That happens every year. And then immediately following that, you have an increase in jobless claims. And that is exactly what happened in the first week of January. And then it increased again in the second week of January. And they, and, and economists, this is, why is this always aligned with the Biden administration? Economists were surprised by the number. Why? Happens every year. I Go figure. So he's basically had like one good jobs number. Well, it's two. Okay, he's had two good jobs numbers out of the entire year. One of them was the holiday shopping season, which in my, my mind doesn't count, okay? It just doesn't. It should never count for anybody. We, we try to tell you that every single year. And then now in January, as what happens every single January, people start filing for unemployment because they're out of a job again because their seasonal job is gone. Economist survey by the Wall Street Journal uh, expected claims would decrease to 225,000. That's because those economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal are stupid. I shouldn't have... Guys, I'm a radio host. I shouldn't have to be pointing out the obvious of what happens almost every single year to to everybody. It's ridiculous. They have been I've never seen any administration ever get the jobs numbers wrong more than this one. Ever. I'm talking about the predictions. I've never seen it. So here's what we've had, okay? A poll has found a 14-point swing in party ID since Biden took office. So that means when Biden took office, there is now a 14-point spread between those who identify as Democrats and those who identify as Republicans. It has shifted that much. So now... We went from 49 identifying as Democrat, 43 identifying as Republican, to 47% identifying as Republican and 42% identifying as Democrat. That is a massive shift. And the, the Republican Party has not polled this high since 1995. It is a massive shift. It's a 14-point shift in party identification over the past year. If you're a Democrat, you're chewing your nails, you're pulling your hair out, you're freaking out. Then you start taking a look at some of the the donation numbers right now. And again, Democrats tend to raise money later than Republicans do. Um, You're also taking a look at nearly 30 Democrats retiring. And the fact that the Democratic Party reportedly is having recruitment issues on trying to fill vacancies for for those races. It's It's not a great time to be a Democrat. Now, let's take a look at the latest RCP average, okay? Real Clear Politics uh, polling average is traditionally the most accurate polling average of anything. And if you take a look at the RCP average, the average job approval for Biden is 40.9% and dropping. At this time, in Trump's presidency, it was rising. It's dropping for Biden. So as time goes on, things continue to get worse for Biden, who yesterday told you he had had the best first year of any president in American history. He said it. I didn't. He said it. And then he demanded the reporter name somebody who did better. I railed off what four or five. (laughs) It's just it's bizarre stuff. 
So the RCP average, now again, for those of you who don't know, the Real Clear Politics average is the average of all of the presidential polls pulled into one thing. So they, they don't use one poll, because one poll can obviously be skewed. Uh, but they will take the average of all of the polls, and he's at 40.9%, which is terrible, by the way. And it is dropping, and it has been dropping for a while now. It, it started, here's the thing, it's been dropping from the very beginning, and then there's like a brief little period in like September and November where it popped up a little bit and then it just started dropping again. It's it's at an all-time low for him right now. He's just broken his record for his lowest polling average. So now there's another analysis that comes out. Biden's first year regulations have been more costly and time-consuming than Trump's and Obama's, according to American Action Forum. Biden issued more executive orders since Gerald Ford. Many of those are on COVID. But they have also been the the most costly. Of course, he will tell you it's not his fault that things are are, going off the rails, especially with inflation. Regulations issued by usurper Biden during his first year in office will cost $201 billion dollars and it will add 131 million hours in annual paperwork, far exceeding the first-year outcomes of Presidents Obama and Trump, according to an analysis released today. American Action Forum, a center-right policy institute that has tracked regulatory costs since 2005, said a vehicle emissions rule issued by the Environmental Protection Agency was by far the most costly rule at $180 billion. It nudged Mr. Biden's total regulatory costs to three times that of Mr. Obama's first year total of $65 billion and 40 times that of Mr. Trump, who made cutting red tape a signature part of his first year agenda by requiring two rules to be rescinded for every new one implemented. Yeah, this is, this is why things are out of control right now. Not because of COVID, not because of Republicans or anything else. It's purely because of him or whoever's controlling him. Once again, we're on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. If you're new there, please hit that subscribe button and also hit that Rumble button, too. It helps the algorithm for new people finding us. A lot of new growth on Rumble lately. We do appreciate that. Trying to get those numbers up even more. If you are trying to move away from Facebook and Twitter, uh, I recommend following me in three different places because I'm the most active on those three. Telegram at Casey, the host. Getter at Casey the host and Instagram at Casey the host. So if you follow me there, that would be fantastic. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Casey Hendrickson, 95.3 MNC. Everything you need to know heading into the weekend during the next edition of Michiana's Morning News. I'm Brooklyn Beatty. And I'm John Zimney. Back Friday morning, 5 until 9 on 95.3 MNC. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Yeah, if you haven't seen this video, man, I, I'll put in the daily show prep for you. Crazy video of this news reporter who was out there. She was in West Virginia, and she was out there doing a report on the, the road condition. She got hit by a car while she was doing the live report. And, yeah, so she's, <laughs> but she got right back up. Told her, I just got hit by a car. 
I'm okay. And she continued the report. Uh, <laughs> it's just a hundred percent baller. And right now, what's what's interesting? So this is WSAZ, is the uh, television station. So this woman, she's out there. I think she said that she was getting ready to leave the station too for like another gig or something. And <laughs> she she gets hit. Thank God she seems to be okay. You know, sometimes when you get into a, an accident like that, you don't you don't feel it until a little bit later. The adrenaline's kind of kicked in, and you're not really sure that you're hurt. Uh, she says, uh, you "Get in, get into this thing." You know, am I, I I mean, I guess I could just play it. Josh, you kill my audio. I just want to go ahead and play this so you can hear it. You can't actually see it, but I'll put the video in the Daily Show prep so you can watch it happen. Uh, it's not graphic or anything, but you do. You, you see her get hit by the car. So anyway, this is this is what happened. The priest Tori Yorkie joins us now live in Dunbar. And Tori, they're not seeing any flakes but wet roads. And now we're starting to experience, unfortunately, in freeze thaw, we see this, water main breaks. Got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm well, okay, Tim. That's the first um, one on okay. TV, Tori. Woo! We're all this good. Guy. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. We're all good. This is all... Oh, you know what? It's all uh, one sure woman you're okay, Tori? We're good, Tim. Ma'am, you, sure okay? you are so sweet and you are okay. It is all good. You know? So lady lady gets out. You know, she's obviously very concerned about it. And and th- here's the thing. So while everybody, I mean, it's just compelling video to see this happen. Thank God she's all right. She's obviously in a compromised position. She gets hit from behind, you know, so it's not something that um, they can say. Apparently what they're saying is, and some people on the live stream are wondering if, if maybe there is, you know, one wasn't paying attention to hit her, but apparently what the story that I heard was, and this is still developing, so who knows, was that the woman had like lost control of the car because of the ice and it kind of slid into her. I don't know if that's what happened or not. Um, I'm just kind of saying what they've repeated on this. So everybody is just in love with this woman now because she's just tough as nails and everybody is hating on the news anchor back at the WSAZ studios. I don't know his name, but this guy's like, oh, well, that's a first for you on live TV. And he doesn't like have any emotion at all. Guy just comes off as a, as a total dink. Uh, but everybody's <laughs> here's the thing. If I heard her correctly in that where she was like, I, I'm almost I'm almost done with this job. So, of course, this would happen here. If that's true, if I were her, I would start renegotiating whatever salary she's getting for the next place she goes, because if that's not a highlight reel worthy of a raise, I don't know what is. And she went on to do the report with the uh, the full adrenaline going, the woman apologizing and everything else. She, she did the live report. 100% baller. This woman deserves all the credit in the world. All right, we got uh, more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. MNC News Time is 5.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. From the final phase, electric studios. From the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. This is Casey Hendrickson. All right, I meant to get to this video yesterday. Josh, cue me audio. I meant to get to this video yesterday. I didn't get a chance to, and and that was my fault. I went off on a 
on another point when I was supposed to come back and, and do this. Um, one of the things that, for you younglings out there, and, and I'm not saying that young people don't have valid opinions. That's certainly not the case. But there are certain things in life that you just won't understand until you get older. And there's other things, obviously, that you'll understand just with life experience. It doesn't matter what age you are. But one of those things that you start to understand a little bit more as you get older is taxes. But even then, okay, even then, you run into a ton of adults. Most adults don't understand taxes. So when you see a young person start to get it for the first time, usually that's not captured on camera. But this one was. This video has gone viral. It is a, it's a TikTok. And this is a young lady. Uh, she's Gen Z. It's a young lady who is starting to work through in her head taxes. And she's coming to some realizations that I don't think that she thought she would ever come to. And you can see her struggling with her preconceived notion on kind of what she's been taught or what she thought with the reality, with her experience, as she's starting to learn about this. Now, the Biden Venmo tax stuff, with this 1099K, that's going to affect a lot of younger people. And this is something that they haven't really had to deal with up until now. And But a lot of their, a lot of their economy now exists in this world with these, these uh, cash apps and stuff. So I want you to listen to this young lady as she kind of walks through taxes. And, and again, she's getting it. She's almost there, but apparently she's uploaded several videos about it as she's trying to work through it, and she's trying to, she's trying to just get to that final point where it's, you know, just, you don't want to say it. I know you don't, but just say it. Taxation is theft. No, I seriously think about this every single day, and I'm sorry if I sound stupid. If somebody has $500 and they've already paid taxes on it, and they give it to me, so now just because it goes from them to me, I also have to pay taxes on it even though they they just did. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but anytime I spend one of those $500, I'm going to also pay another tax fee on whatever item I'm buying. And then whoever I bought the item from will have to pay taxes on the money they just earned mm-hmm. from what I bought. Mm-hmm. So like if it... <laughs> <laughs> you can see it's... So every single dollar, like... <laughs> If a dollar is getting it, he's almost there. Just forget it. She, she's, she's not comfortable. Her mind hasn't gotten to a point where she is comfortable saying what she wants to say next. Right? You know it's in her head. You know it's in her head. She's getting it. She's understanding it. And this thing blew up. I mean, conservatives on TikTok and everywhere else, they they found this video and they're like. Yes, they're not attacking her. They're just, no, you're on the right track. Keep working through it. And I'll probably duet her a little bit later and say, wait till I tell you what happens when you die. Because in a lot of places, you get taxed for the money that was already taxed just because you died. So keep working at it. She's getting it. She's getting there. She's just not comfortable with the conclusion that she's inevitably arriving to. You got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendrickson, 95.3 MNC. To enable the 95.3 MNC skills, visit the skills section on your Alexa app or your smartphone and search for 95.3 MNC. Today's news, traffic and weather on 95.3 MNC. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Mr. I am the science. Uh, that's uh, Anthony Fauci. We have found out that Fauci awarded over $200,000 at the height of the pandemic to research injecting hormones into male monkeys to transition them into females. Ah, well, isn't that nice? That's so glad we didn't have anything else happening in the world that we needed to research. I think that is officially more money than has ever been invested in mask studies by the NIH, by the way. Uh, The scientists receiving the taxpayer-funded grants from Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the same agency used to fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology, injected male monkeys with female hormones in an effort to understand why transgender women reportedly experience higher rates of HIV. Now, hear me out. Transgender women experience higher rates of HIV. What are transgender women? Still biological males, right? And some of them, large swaths of them, happen to be gay. And what do we know about eight risk assessments here, ladies and gentlemen? O'Reilly's up next. Have yourself a wonderful night. Right? It's not, it's not hard. It's just risky behavior. Rumble.com slash Casey, the host, and the burning truth.us. We'll see you tomorrow.